Thank you so much, team. What an amazing uh, worship this morning. Isn't it, isn't it great to uh, be able to hear people that really love God and have actually spent time preparing for us so that we can get excited when we come here Sunday morning? So that's something that uh, I look forward to. Um, and every time there's there's always a song that just touches my heart. I'm not sure about how you feel this morning, uh, how you feel uh, the beginning of this year, but um, I have a message that will help us be the people that God wants us to be this year. And, you know, one of the things that um, uh, is always a problem is, you know, what we want to accomplish. You know, this is the beginning of the year, so you kind of scrap everything. You say, you know, I'm, I'm, um, uh, I'm no longer going to worry about what happened last year. It's all behind me. I want to be a new person starting over. How many of you want to do that? New person starting over, okay? Now, in, in the Greek language, there's actually, in the biblical language, there's actually two words for new. One is new in the sense of brand new. And the other is new in the sense of, well, you know, it's now another year. And this 2017 can be a brand new year for you, which means that qualitatively will be much better, right? That's how the brands of whatever anybody tries to sell you says, so this is a brand new thing. This is, we have developed it. We have done so much for it. And uh, God will tell you the same thing about this new 2017. I know a lot of people, even before 2017 came, they say, you know, oh, this is going to be a bad year. 17 is not a great number. I mean, people are so superstitious and so, you know, afraid of, of things happening in their life that they don't like that they keep having all these theories about the numbers. And I'm here to tell you that that is not the case. There is, of course... In a, in a universe that God has made, the ultimate engineer, as I call him, uh, there is very specific ways to have a great time and have a great year that will not change no matter how much you argue with God. Uh, we have a specific book that he's given us, the Bible, the Word of God, and it tells us that whatever happens to you this year, whatever decisions you make are going to have an effect specifically in your life, in your heart, your mind, your family. It's just inevitable. God has made the universe, has made the world in such a way that we are responsible. We have the image of God in us. We have the the amazing ability to know what is good and what is bad. Not just about what is good food and what is bad food, and what is a good car and a bad car, and what is a good life and a bad life. This is what God wants us to focus on. This is what Jesus talked about most of the time. And he talked about our ultimate relationship, which has to then apply every aspect of our life. What is our ultimate relationship? What is your most clear and, and understandable relationship that you have in your life today. If it is with your mother and father, your, bro your brothers and sisters, your best friends, Facebook 
you know, all the, the people that are lined up for you to be able to connect throughout the day, throughout the week. Who is that person that lights up your day? Who is the person that always makes you feel happy and fulfilled? Always makes you feel important. Always makes you feel loved. Who is that person in your life? And obviously a lot of us, we have a lot of Facebook friends, right? Why? Because there is not one person that does it for us. There is not one person. Obviously, I have to say, um, since my wife is in the room, that <laughs> my wife is that person. <laughs> I was going down the wrong path there for a while. <laughs> uh, my wife is that person, and because she knows me very well, and she is patient um, most of the time. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it's... It's a time like, you know, this, you know, we had uh, some time this um, past week to go up north and enjoy our family. We, we kind of had a reunion, uh, kind of met halfway, and uh, everything was going great. Uh, and then um, something hit me like a ton of bricks. You know, I've had this before, and actually Ellie, who's here, uh, is a fellow sufferer. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's a uh, it's a dizzy spell that you get all of a sudden out of the blue. You know, I woke up in the morning and stood. You know, tried to sit up, and the next thing I know, I'm everything is moving this <laughs> way. It was just horrible. That this was the worst time I've ever had. This was like the fourth time I think I've had it. And you know, being a physician, you know, I knew what was going on. You know, usually, the first time it happened to me, like a lot of my patients. You know, you feel, okay, this is it, I have a stroke, I'm dying, this is the end of it, because that's how it feels, you know, because nothing is working well. Anyway, to make the long story short, uh, um, Reyes niece, who is also a physician, was there as well, so uh, we uh, chatted a while, a while, and then she did the, what's called an aptly maneuver, and you turn, you know, turns you around, so that whatever is causing that um, uh, misconception in the brain uh, can actually get settled into a specific uh, area. And then if you stay up without lying down for 48 hours, it will actually not come back. So, so I had to then be able to sit up in bed and try to you know, not go down and so forth. And praise God, I'm now no longer dizzy, okay? <laughs> that's, that's the big thing, okay? <laughs> so, um, you know, there's, when we talk about the year, the new year, we, we always think about, okay, well, there's another year, which means that we're now another one year older, okay? And uh, old um, and older in our in our culture in America, is a bad thing. Um, I know a lot of people try to say, you know, um, it's, it's great to be old because, you know, you've gotten through all this stuff and you survived and, you know, survived illnesses and, and bad friendships and, you know, bad marriages or whatever it is that we all survive. Um, but... So it's, I'm, I'm so glad that I'm now at this age so that I don't have to go through the, what I went before. But the fact is that this is a culture of youth. It's all about, all the products are about making you younger. All the exercises, all the 
trembolines and all the devices that are out there. They're all about making you younger. And, uh, you know, if you put some, a swatch on, on your wrist, you know, you would start to look long, younger. If you, if you do all the right things, go to the right clubs in every places, you know, hang around with the right people, you're going to be younger. This is a youthful kind of uh, idea of aging but never really becoming old. This is what we all want. We want to age, but we don't want to be old. But the fact is that the only thing that matters when it comes to age is if you happen to be cheese. That's the only thing that matters, okay? Because that's the only, aging is only about aging, whether it's wine or cheese or some of these products that actually do better with age. But most of us, unfortunately, don't do better with age. There are illnesses, there's problems, and I, I have a very good friend that I've known for years who uh, it just, I saw him coming in this morning, and uh, you know, it's, some things have changed, okay? There's, there's a little difference in the step, you know, there's a little bit, a little stick next to him, and uh, he's in here, and he's now comfortably sitting and enjoying the sermon, okay? <laughs> But things have changed, and things will change, unfortunately, because we live in that kind of a world. So, it's 2017, and we need to understand that age doesn't matter, okay? So, what's the most important thing, then, that we should focus on, because it matters? I mean, we can focus on money, because... You know, you can't do anything without money. Is that right? That's what the world says. If you have no money, you can do nothing. That's not true, right? Uh, There's so many people in the world that have only pennies to our dollars and thousands of things, you know, dollars in the bank. But we don't recognize that money does not make the world go round. Okay. Love makes them a go around. Why? Because God has set up the universe according to his nature. What is the nature of God? How does God identify himself? This is what we have to focus on because he is the primary person in the universe. He is the one that makes all the decisions about your life, whether you're going to be happy today or whether you're going to have a miserable day today. It's up to him. He knows everything. There's nothing that escapes God's attention. Nothing. He's not like us where, you know, you're immersed in some conversation with a friend and you forget about everything else. You're immersed with, um, you know, busyness in, in, in the workplace and you forget about everything else. But the fact is, God is not like that. He can talk with everyone at the same time, everyone on earth at the same time without Missing a beat. Without having to worry about what his angels are up to. God is the most remarkable person in the universe. And the one thing that we need to understand about God that will give us our way for this specific year is that God is not only love, agape love, but God is the happiest person in the universe. So if happiness is something that you want to pursue, in fact, you know, the, uh, the, <clears throat> the Constitution of the United States has that preamble and that 
we have a right to pursue happiness. This is our inalienable right. You know, not just justice, not just uh, to be able to make our own decisions, but we have a right to be able to get that amazing thing that's called happiness. Because this is what free people are supposed to have. This is the freedom that only free people are able to have. Now, because of this, we have to then ask ourselves another question. What's the other question? The other question is that how do we connect with God so that His qualities, His character starts to have an impact in our own life and character? Because if God is happy, if God is the happiest person in the universe, the, the psalmist says that in, at his at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. This is God we're talking about. We're not talking a morose and angry God who is irritable and, you know, he yells and screams and wants to, you know, hit people. This is not the kind of God the Bible describes. Yes, there's a lot of movies that try to make that. There's caricatures of what the Word of God says. But we know from, God, from Jesus Christ who is God and came in human flesh, took on the humanity of our, of our own and was able to relate to us, sit down with us, eat with us, and give us a better understanding of what God is all about. And he says that God is a God that sacrifices the first and the, the best that he has. And Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, came for that reason. He came that we may have life and have it to the fullest. This 2017 is supposed to be a full life for you and me. Don't let anyone else, anything else, come in the way. But in order to have the fullness of life, we have to connect with God. You cannot have happiness without getting closer to God. We can, have, we can have happiness according to what life is going to bring us. You know, you get a better job. You make more money. You have more benefits. You have better friends. You get married. I mean, you know, the things that all of us look forward to, the good things, or you get you're tired. You don't have to worry about your boss anymore. You are your own person, your own schedule. I mean, there's all these good things that we look forward to, but we have to first understand that if we don't connect with God, we're not going to hit the bullseye of happiness, the bullseye of being not just happy, but full of joy. The most important person in the universe is God. And it's amazingly great that he is a happy God. We know, we've heard that if mama ain't happy, happy, and nobody happy, right? <laughs> but can you imagine if God was unhappy, what would happen? Can you imagine the universe? <laughs> I see there's two boys here, they, they know that very well. <laughs> okay. So, so here's the, uh, the, the thing. We, we need to 
do some FaceTime with God. Do you have FaceTime with God? I know you have Facebook. You know, we're all Facebook friends and we're constantly look at that and, oh, what's up? You know, somebody posted something and we want to, you know, get up with that and, oh, I, I want to post something. I want to share something that's, that's funny or something that's important or something that's, you know, really crazy, whatever it is. But the question is, do we forget about having FaceTime with God? Because I want to tell you this morning, seriously, that if you don't have FaceTime with God every day, it's better to clean out the slate of your Facebook page. Because it won't be any good for you. It will not help you. It's just a way of surfacely understanding that, oh, you know, I've been, I've been loved, I've been liked by so many people, therefore I feel good about myself. Because if God is not happy with you, because you're not spending time with him, then guess what? We're going to be more and more at the mercy of friends and family who sometimes, because they're human beings, are not happy, right? And when they're unhappy and when they have issues and they go through struggles or whatever, you know, all of a sudden there's, we feel like, well, they can't help me. Oh, but, oh my God, my mom can no longer help me. You know, my brother is, is not around. My, my friends are uh, really very sparse and in, in between, and I can't really trust this person for that. And, you know, all of a sudden we start to feel anxious and feel like, you know, we're, our life is just going down the hill. But the fact is, there's a person in our lives who is everywhere, all the time, 24-7, whether we are sleeping, whether we are out, down and out, whether we feel great or whether we feel bad, that that person is full of joy every day, every moment. And that joy is something that he can give us through the third person in the Trinity, which is the Holy Spirit. Did you know that when you accepted Jesus, God the Father place the Holy Spirit in your heart. We have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit constantly is pushing us and pointing us towards the Father. It's a constant thing. Every time you read the Word of God, every time you, you uh, start to think a little bit about your life and what's going on or try to figure out the problems that you are facing... All that time, you know, the Holy Spirit gives us, first of all, the love of God. And it's, it's, a, it's the amount of love that has been deposited in your heart, in my heart, by the Holy Spirit, the love of God, is all of the love of God. It will never fade. It will never be lost. It's always there. There's always that connection with God in heart to heart. That's why... The Bible talks about from the beginning to the end. talks about that we need to, first of all, if we really are serious about having a relationship with God and having a great year this year, that our heart has to be all about God. Well, you know, Jesus recited this. This is one of the greatest commandments that we should love the Lord our God with all our heart. All your heart. Everything that you are. The heart is the center of the focus of your life. 
It's the same thing as when, you, when, you're, when you're watching, when, like you're watching me right now. You know, the, there's a specific area in the retina, it's the bullseye. So that your, your focus is clear. You can see clearly. The same thing with God. When we love God, when we pay attention to what He wants from us, what He expects from us, when we read His Word and get acclimated again to what the specifics are. Because have you found out that when you haven't opened your Bible for a while, that you forget so many things? So many things that you knew so well and practiced so well, all of a sudden they're on the, by the wayside. It's time for 2017 to start us in a new direction, which is, I want to get closer to God. I want to know God better. God has made such an amazing journey to come down to my level and then come inside me through the Holy Spirit. Why do you think God has done all that? Remember, he's the ultimate engineer. Why would he engineer this for us? That we would be so close to him. That we would have him inside us. That we would actually have a constant conversation with God 24-7. No matter what time you wake up. No matter what, how much time you have that, are, that is free. Anytime you're able to just connect with God. In the name of Jesus, everything is open for us. All the doors are open. All the gifts that God has for us are available. And if you're like me, you will remember that even though all this is open, all the doors are open, and God is available 24-7, you hardly give Him the time of day. We have some things that so many times we, just like Adam and Eve, when they were caught red-handed in paradise, we have immediate jerk reactions. What did Adam say to God when God told him, what have you done? What did he say? The woman you gave me. <laughs> she did it. She gave me to eat. And then the woman tries to look for somebody else. And, you know, the devil is already gone. <laughs> so the devil made me do it, right? This is what it's all about. And so many times the, the Bible says, actually, James talks about this, that and remember, he says, no one wants to, to do wrong. And then blame it on God. Because he says that God is has tempting no one. He's not a tempter. God does not tempt you. God does not put you up to, you know, to do something wrong. So then he can chastise you and put you in your place. God never does that. But temptation, he says, comes through the lure of our own desires. And these evil desires lead to evil actions. And evil actions lead to death. Work hard for sin your whole life. 
and you'll have a pension of death. Remember how we're all here, we spend a lot of time in work, right? And you put some money aside, some of the companies you work for, they, you put some money aside so that you can put that not just from, for Medicare and everything else that the government does for you, but also Social Security, but also you have your own pension. But if we work hard to do our way, the life that God has given us, the pension that we're going to inherit will be death. This is not a fun thing to talk about. But it's a serious business. We need to be able to understand God from both sides. God's, God is an engineer and engineers are very exact. So if we don't connect with God through his grace, through his mercy, through his forgiveness, then there's another way to connect with God. Not really know God, not expect God to be good to you. And, and unfortunately, sometimes that gets us in trouble. What I want to close with this morning is that we need to take some time as this year has already started and moving on faster than we like it to, look, to do. Look at your life. How much of your life you actually, during the day, are you actually spending just thinking about God, connecting with God, praying to God, worshiping God? God is an amazing Father. He's approachable. The Bible says that He's compassionate and gracious. He's slow to anger and abounding in love and compassion. We can approach God. You know why? Because all the wrath of God has fallen on Jesus Christ, our Savior and our King. He is our eldest brother. He is the, the first Son of God. We're all sons of God. But he took the punishment of God that you and I may have the mercy of God. So could you write a couple of things in your response cards this morning? And right there, tell yourself that I have an opportunity this new year. There will be a brand new year for me. A brand new year in the sense that I have gotten closer to God. I know and have experienced God's mercy, God's forgiveness again and again every morning and every day in my life because His mercies are renewed every morning. I make sure that when I wake up in the morning, I immediately think about God and ask for His mercies. You know, what did Jesus say? What did the apostles say to the church? He says, you... You ask, James says, but you ask for your own desires. You pray and ask God to give you things that God is not interested in giving you because he knows that's not going to be those things are not going to be good for you. You don't ask, so you don't have the blessings that God wants, wants you to have. 
You know, it's so, you know, I, I'm, I'm so used to making decisions for myself that so many times I stop and think, wait a minute, what about God? <laughs> Where is God in all this? Where is he in all this? How have, have I connected with him? How have I looked at the specific verses that apply to this issue and figured out the right response and the right action? And I find that I have not done that. I'm just trying to f- fix myself. I'm trying to be able to solve my own problems. And therefore, I don't really honor God in my life. Do you do that? Do you just take care of things without asking for God, without asking for His wisdom, His power, His direction in your life? Paul writes in Romans that sin should not be our master. We have a master, and that is Christ our Lord. We cannot have two masters, Jesus says. And therefore, we need to cleanse our hearts every morning, look up to heaven and ask Jesus, who is right now sitting at the right hand of the Father and interceding for us. This is amazing. The Holy Spirit is in us to give us the power and the love of God that we belong, that we are sons of God. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father and is constantly interceding for you and me. Constantly intercede means that he says, you know about Minu, you know about you know Rhea and and Dean and you know you know about all this, you know about Ellie and Anne. I mean, this is these are my people. And Father, can you protect them? Father, can you open their eyes and what's going on? Father, can you open this new year that's in their life that will be the most amazing and brand new year that they've ever had. My wish for you this morning is that you will connect with God. You have face-to-face with God. Face-to-face with His Word. And get closer to God so you know what He wants and how He wants it done. And that you'll have an amazing year. Let's pray. Father God, we, we thank you and we bless you because you are an amazing father to us. Perhaps for some of us, the father that we never had. But Father, we know that you love us so much because of the ultimate sacrifice of your son Jesus. And we know that you are a God that knows how to give good gifts to your children because you've given us your Holy Spirit that lives in us. Help us to pay attention. Help us to be eager every morning to look for your mercies and to have fellowship with you throughout the day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you can take a couple of minutes to respond to the message. I'm going to ask you this morning to make a decision about what you're going to do this year. That's going to be something that you're going to do every year. I mean every day. (laughs) Um, 
what are you going to do that you're not doing now as far as connecting with God? Would you just choose something? Maybe that you're not praying. Maybe you're not looking at your Bible seriously enough. You just read a couple of verses and that's it. You haven't memorized any scripture. You have not applied any scripture. I mean, whatever it is, just one thing. Start with one thing and then God, the Holy Spirit that lives in you, will give you the direction. Will you do that right now? Any other response that you have? If you have any requests that you need us to pray for, please write that in the response card as well. And then when we have the offering, will you please put the cards in the offering plate as well?